It's all right. You don't gotta be perfectionist. I see you trying to be perfectionist yeah. right now. I see it in your brain. It's all great. You know what I'm saying? Make it work. It's gonna work. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, y'all are hilarious. <laughs> Check, check. Oh, my fault. Check, check. Count, count to five. Oh, count to five. All right. Check, 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 check. We should one, one, two, two three, four, five. I know what we was doing. I know what we was doing. It's been a long day. You hear me? You heard me? One, two, three, four, five. Oh, there. There we go. Yo, I've been up since five, yo. Yo, let me rock. You should count it from there. Four, five. I'm saying you do check, 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 mic check, one, two, three. You know what I'm saying? It was a mess. He did it five times. He did it five times. That's right. I was wondering why he made that face like check, 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 check. Crazy. One check, two check, three check. Four, five. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> Somebody give me a big clap. Just one. Oh. <laughs> you know we don't yeah. often. I wasn't supposed to graduate high school. I did not follow instructions. Thank you. Screaming. That was a beautiful intro. Yes. Please. That was everything. <laughs> Well, clearly, we're doing something new. I'm sitting down with some really dope-ass, strong, sensible, opinionated, beautiful Black people for this new rendition of hashtag Black Men Cry Too. So, since all of y'all gave me time today from your very busy, very busy lives, cheers to y'all for to helping you. seeing this through. Cheers. 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 Clank, clank, clank. Cheers to you, you know. New episode. Start off the year, right? Cheers. Start off while we're ending Black History Month, even mm, though I didn't really clank. feel that black this year. And we're starting Women's History Month, which we'll see how that goes. I wanted to focus on for this series and this segment, protect black women and what that actually means and what that actually feels and looks like. It's by design that I asked three black men that are in relationships. And it's by design that I asked two beautiful black women that are currently looking to be with their partners. With that, Zoe, how long have you been with your partner? The greater part of 10 years. The greater Sheesh. part. Long time. So, that's what's up. That's Jared? What's up. Um, three years. Just hit three years. Yeah. Um, I'm about two months from four years. I don't think okay. so. Okay. I'm about, about two, two months. months. And I'm like, don't be downgrading that relationship. <laughs> got you, got you. In your relationship, can you guys truthfully and honestly say you listen to your partner? I would say I listen more now. I would say, yeah, I listen because we have an open dialogue for that type of like conversation in regards to vulnerability. What's an open dialogue? Like... We have to understand we can't put limits on how each other like expresses one another because we might really need to get that off. So sometimes it's, look, don't take this personal. Sometimes things boil up, things happen, but it's also understand we're both human and we both got careers we're focused in. That's what's up. 
I mean, I try, you know, I try to listen, but I'm stubborn. So, you know, I have my ways, but um, it's really trying to, you know, communicate. I think communication is is key to listening and understanding your partner. So that's what I try to do. Okay. Now, Dia, when you hear protect black women, what exactly do you feel like that means to you? Oh, that's a good one. So I grew up really close to my brother and my father, and they were always protective of me. Just my father was loud and protective. Um, my brother was kind of like in the streets a little bit more. It's like OG type people, like, oh, that's a little dead sis, like, watch out for her. Um, but growing up, I had a sense of community for protection, whether you're a little boy or a little girl. And as I got older, and I kind of see like that there really are women out there that aren't protected as far as like, when they speak up against something or they want a certain position or need to be put on. Um, I'm very blessed that the men that are close to me in my life actually do protect me in multiple aspects. Like I, I'm comfortable being loud and aggressive and vulnerable when I need to because I'm a bark off who I got to bark off and I got like 10 dudes behind me, like protecting my honor, got my back. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If I'm right, I'm right. Um, so I think protection doesn't have to be like, you need to jump in front of a car, but like, to hear me and let me be seen is a is something very important to me as far as protecting black women because we are not heard and we are not seen. So Simone. Slide in like baby. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree. I feel like protecting black women is more than just a hashtag, mm. which is what it's becoming. It's like if I'm not in the room and I'm your friend and someone is talking about me, you have my back. It's if I'm in a situation at a bar and someone is haggling me, you're gonna be like, oh no, hold on, that's my sis. I'm gonna make sure she's okay. So it's more than just words, you have to put actions behind it as well. That's a fact. That's a fact. And now being single. Woo. <laughs> and currently looking, do you feel like you're being heard by the men that you're dating? Attempting to date. Let me, of course, correct that sentence. Yes and no. I feel like a lot of times some men talk the talk, but when it comes to long-term communication and getting to know me, I don't feel that same protection, if that makes sense. Dia? Run the question back? back? Sorry. You yeah. run the question back. I was going to elaborate on that. Like, I mean, in terms of the men you're talking to, you know, getting involved with, like, is there like what's the age bracket? Just out of curiosity, like, are you, are they around our age? Age or are they a little older? Yeah, around our age. Gotcha. So like thirty. I'm thirty three. So like thirty three, thirty six. Okay. Yeah. Come on, fine wine. She revealed the age like that, baby. So yeah, scared of who? Scared of what? Black don't what? Okay. Now nah, nah, we, we all millennials here, so I was just curious to see like what age that was that she was dealing with guys. You know, still. Half and half, and right now, I think that's the problem. I'm, I'm, I want to jump into no, going go like a tangent and now, but um, I know in our generation and Gen Z, I know that a word that's been that's been coming up a lot right now is love bombing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> me and Kat talked about it a little bit, but uh, I've seen that on social media. And when I was at, when I was in high school and I was on my in college, I was on my I say dog face. Um, love bombing, I would say, is selling dreams. Just a new term for it, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. I think selling dreams always been a thing. Like, right. yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I was one of those people in my teenage years, in my early 20s, I was selling dreams like a car, like a car realist, you know, like a car dealer. Wrong career, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's just it, I feel like in a culture of men, especially in black men, we push that motive, like, yo, like, 
how many girls you been with or who you been, like, you know what I'm saying? How many girls you talking to? And I feel like that's something we, we kind of inherit once we get to that teenage age. So love bombing becomes a thing amongst our community and affects our women, which is terrible because a beautiful woman like yourself could deal with talking to somebody and then they saying all this all this good stuff and then they just go laugh and you're like, what, what was it me? And it shouldn't and it shouldn't be that case, especially at this age, like we in our 30s and shouldn't be this love bombing thing going on. Like people don't got no time to waste. So I feel like mm -hmm. that's the issue right now for a lot of women, especially coming out of a pandemic. So a lot of relationships broke up or like started around that time. So I feel like there's a lot more single women out here seeking that, that, that love that they looking for. So love bombing is really creating an issue for a lot of people right now and I feel sorry for women. So it is important to protect women on that aspect as well. So I always try to keep it real with my friends like, yo, oh, he love bombing you. Like I've been there, like I know he doing this. Like I, I see the game he doing right here. Like right. I've been, I've done that before. So it's important to give game to, us to give game to women that we- And that's protecting black, black women. Black women, exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's important to ding, give ding, ding, game ding, 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 ding. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> But I love how you said put on game. So it's you talking to other women, having Facts. actual women as friends. Mm -hmm. So having women friends, what would you say is a platonic safe relationship with a male friend? Platonic safe relationship with a man? I can only speak for myself. I can't speak for everybody. Um, I try to be very transparent. I might come across a guy and initially my intention is to get to know him on a closer level, but how things go, the trajectory is like, oh, we're just friends. But being able to like have the conversation and let somebody know like, hey, this is not really going how I want it. Or sometimes, you know, God might ask like, hey, can we be friends? And I'm like, I think I have too much feelings for you for it to be friends. So I think being able to have conversations, like honest conversations, people don't like uncomfortable conversations. It's okay, right. like to pursue somebody and realize it doesn't work out because of you or because of them, whatever the case may be. Um, I think a lot of people are blocking their blessings when they think, mm -hmm. oh, we're not going to work out. That's the end of that. Like, I have a lot of great male friends mm -hmm. um, that we might have tried pursued. It didn't work, mm -hmm. but we're just genuine human beings who have the same interests. And those are the people that's part of my tribe and that protect me every day. So just be open-minded. Things don't always go how you plan it. It's okay. That's very true. And so being in a relationship right. and being that you also have women friends, Right. And you work in an industry where you have multiple conversations with multiple women. How do you show up being a, how do you consciously show up being a safe male friend, platonic friend, and ensuring that your partner feels safe and secure in your relationship? This is, this is good because right now, oh, I've been interviewing like porn stars and that's part of the reason why I picked you for that question. I was going to ask. I was like, you're black man right there. Right. All right, can you get confused? Glad <laughs> so, um, it, you said it. So it's it's um it's great because um I interviewed Weezy recently, and shout outs to her. Shout out to WTF Media Studios, home um, studio. My content has evolved, so I've never really had to check in about my content because it's always been like baseball, business, you know, mm. OGs from the hood, like former gang members and stuff like that. So now that it's kind of taking it, like I did an OnlyFans episode, episode 91, and that kind of ruffled the feathers a little bit. And then it was like, okay, now I'm having like groups of girls here. But the groups of girls that I have, it's, it's more of like trying to do the opposite of other, I don't want to say anything, but other podcasts, like I, I don't want to come embarrass women. I'm not targeting women. I'm not trying to pick low IQ women that I feel Ooh. like aren't going to challenge me. Like, 
No, like I just want to. I know I'm gonna ask questions and things like that, but I want to give y'all the floor. You know, say what you gotta say, get it off your chest, and learn from it too. Because we 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 learn. I feel like a lot of people, majority of the things that they know is based off assumption, not a fact. Mm. Like you never you never <laughs> ask nobody. So you know. Mm. So I always now that I'm not not going this route, but I, I'm opening the door to have conversation with sex workers and things of that nature. I just put her on first, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, even the, the, the clips that were a little risky, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I put her on first. Like, yo, listen, this is for the internet. You know what I'm saying? Communication, like, though. You was like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, I mean, I know, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Open I know Shorty like, says she's the throat queen and all of that. That's for the internet. Like, that's, <laughs> you know, so. Your throat is the only throat I care about. <laughs> so, for the guest, is is <laughs> So, for the guest, um, for the women, it's just like, being respectful, you know, um, mm. putting making my intentions clear. Um, yeah, you know, we we gonna have spicy conversations, but I'm not here to to challenge you or embarrass you or belittle you in no way, shape, or form. And then also, a lot of the communication goes on in like the DMs and stuff like that. So like, I'm sure they men say the craziest thing. So I'm like, <laughs> cool. Like, uh, what's your email? You feel me? Like, I'm gonna email you. You know, boom, boom, whatever. And just try to be as professional as possible. And I haven't had any issues, and I don't think I will because I'm coming. I'm coming from a place of love, like that's how I lead, and, and I don't want nobody to ever feel like I like slighted them. You know what I'm saying? Because that's kind of shady. So, uh, just being cool. intentional and, and and standing on your intentions. Yeah, that's I, I, oh no, you go now. You go ahead. I was oh, say. I love that. The men are like, no, no, no. Let me speak next. <laughs> no, I also like clarity and communication, even in the courting Ooh. phase. Early understanding of like my <sighs> connections messy. to people. And how I am with my friends early before we get to the official phase during the courting phase, like let you get around, see how I am, because I do have a lot of platonic homegirls and friends of that nature. Because I'm an artist, I'm a painter, so I'm in and moving about. Yeah. I talk to a lot of people, a lot of communications in the DMs, like you said, emails. So I want them to understand the clarity, but also understand like when someone's my friend, how it is, like. Yeah. I cut on them like they one of my boys. Like I do everything. I give them on it, put them on, put them up on game when they're telling game. me something. Yeah, like fact. you show them that it's a safe space for those people and how it is when it is like that type of energy and connection together. Yeah, that's a fact. And I'm just gonna say like a lot of lames out there don't think they they just slide in girls DMs. They going you know girls are screenshotting y'all, showing y'all in the group chat. Like I am. You know I have a folder. I don't know why dudes do that. Like that shit's kind of cool. <laughs> 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 she got a folder. You know what I'm saying? Like you ain't you was never in my DMs trying to eat my ass. <laughs> 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 oh, January eighth, and I got your mama number. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, that's the real thing though. Like guys that do that, it it, it always baffles me because like you know screenshot is a thing and that. I've been going on since we was in high school. Like people screenshot things. So Freeway why you going? Was the original screenshot. Yeah. So why are you gonna go just throw some crazy shit in the DM just to get this girl attention? Like that looks crazy. And and I don't think men should ever move that way. But I'm I'm you know I'm my own person at the end of the day. So that's yeah. just how I move. Before I jump to the next question, to talk about DMs, I mm -hmm. once had a guy DM me, and I said, Hey, this isn't the like this isn't the way I like to be approached. Instead of changing it, he deleted all of his messages from the DM. I said, oh, you know what? He's trying to cover his ass. She's tired today. She's just tired. She's tired. I don't even follow you, sir. I'm tired. I'm tired. Yeah, I just want to ask y'all, like, as women, how do y'all feel when God's sliding y'all DM? You never met the guy, and and but y'all may have liked each other's pictures back and forth. Or you never even liked this page. He just liked all your pictures, and he's just sliding your DM. How do y'all feel about that? 
I'm just out of curiosity because me and my I, guys have about. Two. I don't have an issue with it. You shooting your shot, you shooting your shot, but mm-hmm. it's only gonna hit if I'm interested the same. If I look, I'm like, you know what? We got mutuals. We got the good mutuals in common. You look good. You like you do some acting. Respond back. But if you're just somebody like, I'm not interested. I'm not gonna entertain. Yeah. It. Okay. Or if and you come up, come across creepy or something crazy, like seeing something wild, like it's automatic block. Gotcha, so it's gotcha. how you then approach. What's your follow up? Mm. You're in my DMs. Mm-hmm. Getting to know me. I okay. want you. Are we going? How are right? You are we hanging that? out? What are we mm-hmm. doing? Yeah. What's the What's the action of you? What's the end up? goal? Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. That's. Because I don't need point. a pen pal. I have friends. I don't need to know <laughs> what's, what's, what's up. What's like going it. on? Like it's right. a crazy pen pal era. A whole lot of texting <laughs> with no conversation. Hello. I got enough friends to conversate with. Exactly. Are we? What are we? What color we paint in the living room? How much kids we have? What kind of dog we get in? Like, let's get to the conversation. The questions that matter. Hello. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's cool. I like that. I like that question, <laughs> question though. So throw it back on y'all. Uh-huh. What was your follow up and what is your action pursuit that led you to 10 years, four years, three years? We could build it up. So you can start off because you said two years, two years, two years, four years. Four. Or so I'm oh, the you. And you first. So what, what, um, you said, what was the question again for? What action did y'all do to make sure that you saw your pursuit through? Gosh, communication is always going to be my thing. It's like I, I always try to be transparent on everything. Um, and then sometimes if I'm not and she may notice it, then I tell her bring it to my attention. Like don't don't let things build up because then that creates animosity. Then and then when you're living with a person, animosity is never a good feeling to be around. Like you know, I would never want to create bad vibes in my crib. Like I. I, my crib is my sanctuary. That's why I, ha- mm. I go for peace. So I would never want to have a messy household. So I think it all comes back to just being transparent and making sure we're on the same page and then checking in. Like I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about checking in. It's important to check in with your partner at least once a month to see how things are going and to see, make sure we still on the same page, making sure we still got the same goals aligned. And then and even on the finance side, if you're in the, you know, if you're in the older stage of your relationships, I think that's very important because you don't ever want to get blindsided. And I and I think that's I think that happens a lot more in society because of people not trying to fight for their relationship because they see so many they can see they see so many other options on social media or in the streets if you live in New York, you know? So people don't want to fight for what they what they what they love and what they feel is a good opportunity for them. But you know, I think it comes back to communication. You know what I'm saying? being transparent. Damn, we <laughs> you had time to uh, this. Yeah, I did. Damn, I kind of wish I went first. Um, <laughs> no, like when I think about it, I just think back to my situation. And at a time when we first started to get to know each other, it honestly just started as she saw my artwork at a show. She followed me. Like a little time later, DMs are just sending like, just memes. We were just sending memes to Who one another. Just, oh, that's fire. She did. Not a joke shit is funny. So, straight. Yeah, yeah, respect the shit. I've tried. So, we went from then to like uh, just communicating. We, I don't think even today we've missed a day not talking since the first day we ever like started DMing each other. So, that's like like four and a half years of every day, at least one text, one communication, something. And I was very transparent. I was working on an art gallery, I had two jobs, and I was working about 80 hours a week. And she was like, cool. And throughout nighttime, daytime, whatever time, it was just that level of, look, I want you to understand how hectic my life gets. Cause I want to be a full-time entrepreneur, 
but I live in New York City where I gotta afford this. And it's just making sure to keep that clarity and make sure the main thing's the main thing. And then eventually it was just like, all right, when we going on a date? Like, and I was like, there's this ramen spot. We went to this ramen spot. And then I was just like, so what we doing? Action. Like, I'm not, like, what we doing? That's like, action right there. We spent four or five months talking every day. This ain't pen pal activities. This isn't <laughs> friendship. This is, we talk to each other three, four o'clock in the morning. Talking again at six. That's not just friend. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. And it was just that thing of like, I'm look, I'm tell you the truth. I do want this. I'm pursue this. And then just keep being like being consistent is very big. And I learned that from my inconsistencies mm. in a relationship, how important consistency is. So understanding that, taking the L when you are inconsistent, be like, you know what, that's on me. I gotta step up and then work towards it again because it's like you're building consistency again in being able to understand and do and know. What were some of the inconsistencies that you discovered in your relationship? Well, this is the perfect place. This goes with my mental health. Like I get locked into myself sometimes when I'm depressed. Like when everything started in the pandemic with the protest and seeing those videos, I was, I was blacked out. Like I wasn't even talking to her because it's depression. Like you're, you know, we was trapped inside, we was already stuck inside. Then you think about what's going on outside in your brain, if you're overthinking, you just go off the far left. And then for me, like my brain never stops. So it's just like, I'm in the far left and I'm just like fucked up and I'm not able to communicate it to the point where she's like, all right, let's go to therapy. And I did couples and single therapy at the same time. And it helped me with understanding that and seeing it because I became so accustomed from a hustle lifestyle of not even understanding when I slid into the depression. Right. So that made me consistent to understand that, like, even communicate with her, like, it's that time. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm in my head. Just That's talk dope. to me to pull me out. Yeah. Congrats to you, first of all. That's like really hard and challenging to even come to, mm -hmm. and the fact that you were even saying you were working eighty hours a week, you're trying to be present for a relationship, and now you're in therapy for your relationship and for yourself, like. The beautiful. way to manage and prioritize every aspect of your goals and dream is very beautiful. It's very challenging. We know how tough and rough and heavy that shit can be. So kudos to you for that. But it just shows that like for people who are constantly looking for excuses, what are your excuses anymore? It's just essentially, are you a safe space for yourself? And do you want yourself to be a safe space? Because this is the safety of yourself and those that you love around you. And to be even more clear, like, I slipped into this again and we're about to go back to therapy again because we had time away. And it's me understanding I've, I'm not the best me on that front. And how do I learn to express and deal with everything so I can be a better me? So, yeah, yeah that's fine. That's yeah. fine. I think it's dope because I think by you working on yourself and bettering yourself and learning what's, what's, um, what's what, how you going to go in a better direction, it's helping your relationship and protecting your girl at the same time because you protecting her from feeling like she's not enough by realizing like, oh, I have something that I need to address. So I think that's real uh, upstanding to you because most people be like, you know what, I'm just gonna keep this to myself mm -hmm. and let bygones be bygones if yeah. shit work, it don't work. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. that's what that's, that toast you for that one. For and real. sometimes even <clears throat> what they feel, because it might not vocalize immediately as they feel that feeling. So that feeling has been there and festering because we all have this thing of just like, 
questioning ourselves and not addressing it early. So by the time you do look at it, it it's grown into something else. So sometimes those conversations are not the best, are not the smoothest. But you just got to remember to respect your partner and be there. But to get your point across as bluntly and bestly as you can so they can understand the moment. This is serious. Mm. Okay. So I'm going to switch it up for you. Got it. Go for it. Ten years. So instead of what was the follow-up action that you did for your pursuit, how do you stay consistent for ten years, especially if, like Deem just mentioned, this was something that happened at the beginning, now it's happening again. So every so often, every couple of years, we're changing as a person. So now you're a new person that you are today than you probably were when you met. She's probably a new person today than she was when you met. How do you guys stay consistent in being present for each other and keeping the relationship going? Let me know, brother. I need to know. We all need to know, okay? It's, uh, it's grace. You know, giving yourself grace, giving your partner grace, and uh, leading. You know, I feel like I did a lot of my healing, you know, going to therapy, doing everything I had to do, really paying attention to, like, what's the root of, of this fuckboyism? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, like, I was outside before outside was outside. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like OG, outside. I was, I was doing the most, but it was like, you you get what you are, you know? And I got everything, good or bad, that I was, you know? And, and I reflected on that, you know? And I really saw, like, y- your energy is, is very low. Like, you're very low vibrational person right now. And and the dudes on the block is rooting for that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like they they condone that. Fuck boy Zoe, people was cheering for me. Like, go ahead, bro. Mm. Break her heart. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like so, it was just that's a fact. It, it really is like in hood, like in hood cultures, I'm just talking about like black culture. Fact, like fact. they want to see you thriving with different women outside, drinking, popping bottles, the norm. Like, and and we normalize and and we um, rooted guys on that were really on more on the low vibrational side. Mm-hmm. So I started to move away from that. And I started to really focus on the root of it. And a lot of it is mommy issues. You know, I never, like to this day, I'm not really that close to my mother. So kind of saw women as like, whatever, like, you know, women like me, I could get myself in the room. I'm good with the gift of gab. You know what I'm saying? If I really like you, then it's lit. You know what I'm saying? And, I had my little roster going, like, you know what I'm saying? So top everything, five, you know what I'm saying? I was at a 10. <laughs> oh, I, I was a 10 guy, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that's too much. That's too much trouble. That's too much trouble. Meaningless conversation. Same thing over and over again. You know, it's expensive. So it's like, I need to I need to hone that energy back in itself. You know, so when when we weren't together, because we were like that's why we say the greater part. You know, I, I did a lot of that work. You know what I'm saying? I did a lot of paying attention to that. So even when we got back together, it was like I was more, I was a better leader this time around than I was then. Cause I wasn't leading us nowhere. You know, I could I didn't know back. where I was going and I couldn't tell you where we was going. But when me being more solid and grounded in myself, like I, I like my family is thriving because I'm leading us in the right direction. I know where I'm going and I know where I could take you. And I know what I can help you accomplish too. You know, so all this tag along stuff, I don't do tag along. I want a partner. So I build my partner to be my partner, not my tag along. Mm. And that's where we are. That's a fact. Mm. That's a fact. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mommy, if you listening to this, 
Build me up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I loved how you said you were moving away from that. My follow-up question to you is, what was the driving factor for you to move away? Man, I felt like I saw more for myself. And I felt like I look, I look around family members, right? Mm -hmm. We don't have to talk about family members, right? Like, what are they down for us? Like, what are they struggles? Like, what it is? And that's normalized. Like, they hood heroes. Mm -hmm. And I'm like... That's what's wrong with the hood right there. Like, it's not, forget all the white supremacy and all of that. Like, it's like the things that we condone amongst, amongst ourselves. Each other, amongst each other, right? So it's like, it's that going on. Like, you know, he's a deadbeat and he'll give you 44 bottle of Henny before he'll give it to his kid. So hmm. it's, it's, it's lear learning that you got to rise above all of that. And I stood on it and, and I felt more comfortable standing on what I had to stand on by myself than following the flock. So now you're seeing that you're in rooms with more like-minded people. Feel me? Because you got to clear it out, you know, in order to make room for for, for people that are going to be on the, your next level of frequency. So I just stood on it. How do we, and this is to all of us, um, how do we condone and what's the opposite of condone? Not condone? Mm, yeah. How do we not condone the bullshit anymore? And how do we start condoning like this is the way that we should be treated. This is the way we should be moving. Like this shit ain't it no more. Like this shit is tired. Um, y'all see how like everybody on Twitter right now is trying to like cancel the big groove guy, whatever. Like yeah. the little. Oh guy. yeah. So in short, he, if people who actually have a problem with him being that big, if he, I've never watched any of his videos, Me I've neither. never rt it. I've never liked it. It's just not something I'm not interested in. When people start like disassociating, you don't have to do cancer culture, but when you start disassociating things that you don't want to see and have around, when you start muting things in real life, like I've had friends who do they're 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 alcoholics or they're druggies or they're abusive, and I've let them know straight up like this is not the type of person I want in my life. This is not the type of friend I want to associate with. When you get your shit together, when you figure your stuff out, maybe be cool again. But like being okay, like cutting off people who don't like you can't help everybody. If they don't want to help themselves, yeah. be able to cut them off. Like give that hard love. You don't have to be nasty about it, but sometimes you have to let people know you're fucking up. And this is not this is going to be detrimental to the people around me and people I care about. This is not mm -hmm. something I want to continue bringing around. So knowing how to like hold people accountable and not being yeah. scared to hold them My accountable. Call it out. Yeah. I think you, just honestly, like with your homies, especially like guys amongst guys, call the bullshit out. Like say, nah, you fucked up. Like, nah, this is bad. Like, no, that's not right. And like, I, I'm that person in my friend circle. I'm the person you don't want to call if you want to hear the truth. Like, if you want to hear the truth, man, woman, I will tell you you are a dumbass straight to your face. I will I will cut on you. Move. Because <laughs> I will tell you, like, I've had friends who be like, something about doing this. What the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> I will, like you need that. Yeah. Because the truth the is. The voice of reason. Right. And I ask that from people. I ask so, that honestly. Don't lie to me. Please don't lie to me. Because mm -hmm. it's like, I'm fine. You can call me. You can make fun of me. Like, we all mess up. We all make mistakes. We do a whole bunch of stupidity. But I can take the honesty when I'm called out for something that's just really wrong that I did. Mm -hmm. And also I can give that. And I am that to everybody. It's like, I'm just plainly honest. Cause I'll tell you if like, no, come on, we passed that. We can't be mm -hmm. doing that type of stuff. Yeah, that's who I am. Oh, I'm supposed to go, all right, I want to go next. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else? I didn't want to jump before someone else had something to say. Um, so going back to holding each other accountable for, for, for what's going on in society with this right now. Um, I think like myself, I'm in group chats with my homies. So calling your homies out, 
when they doing stupid shit, I think what it's very... What exactly is calling your homies out, though? Because I love y'all, but y'all sometimes say that. Mm, and uh, what exactly does that look I've, like to the women who are like, are y'all actually calling out your boys? Yeah. Uh, for me, calling out a homie is pretty much like... Like we, like I said, we millennials, so we in the late 20s, early 30s right now. So it's like, you telling me... No, but I think it's just important to call out the homies because it's like they like 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 Zoe was saying, we glor like we glorify in the group chat or like in a conversation when the homie got one a girl or he got a chick on his side, then he got another chick on this side. And I think it's really calling the homies like, yo, you doing the same thing since you've been in high school? Like, what's up? Like, you ain't trying to evolve, you ain't trying to elevate, like you wasting your time chasing each girl. Like, what do you what are you contributing to yourself and to the girl that you're dealing with? Like, are you wasting trying to make your yourself time, better? Time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Are you trying to better her? Like, what are you doing? So I think really trying to figure out what's your what's your long-term goal with this? Like, are you just gonna continue to I got to talk like my younger brother, he, you know, he's out traveling the world. So I told him to have his fun. I'm like, you going around just having sex with a bunch of girls. It's not doing enough for you, bro. Like you're never going to be satisfied for just, for just um, fixing this urge that you have to just be with these girls. So I'm like, think about it. Like, what is your long-term goal? So I think just calling people out and, um, and also letting them know, like, uh, they can never get happiness from, uh, a 15 minute or a, or a situation that they're dealing with for that one night. You're never gonna be happy over that. That's just for the moment. Yeah. Try to live past the moment and look for long-term opportunities. And then you'll realize like, oh, this isn't for me right now. You know what it's I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm one of those people, like if my if my friend, my friends will hit me up and be like, I did this, am I wrong? And I'm like, yes, and go apologize. Go fix that. Cause you this is what you did wrong. Or my homegirl, she needs like for someone who needs like moments to be vulnerable. Like you gotta have that with your guys, actually. You have to have a level of vulnerability. 100%, 100%. So when my friends, my guys, they need to cry. If you need to cry, call me. Like we can have open, honest talks. I'm very open and honest about everything I go through. So also it's like when you do something and you come to me, I'm not patting you on the back if it's stupidity, if it's wrong, if it's just vile. Like I'm calling you out and I'm gonna step to you. Like I don't care how you feel. You need to hear that you're wrong. And like I've had friends who've been like, I don't know about this relationship, but this person hit me up. I'm like, don't be stupid. Stop being stupid. What's the point? An hour after that, you'll regret it. Mm -hmm. So think, what's the point? But also, yes, mm -hmm. but even not on a relationship aspect too. Yeah. Sometimes y'all be wilding even when uh, it comes to like the way that y'all handle financials, the way that you handle your homies and creatives when it comes to doing creative projects or mm -hmm. business together when it comes to just being honest with homies when they're asking questions or just asking for information right. or maybe even looking for a different resource. Like yeah. there's even ways where the sneaky ways come in and those aspects as well. I want all my friends to win. I don't want them to win with me and sit at my table. So anyway, when it comes down to that, I'm gonna tell you the right ways. I'm gonna give you the resources, I'm gonna help you. At the same time, it's like, I'm not gonna baby you, but I'm gonna do the best to help you and even help you grow in these other areas. Like financially, like I've had, when I've been down, try to go to them for help as well. So it opens a line of communication of like give and take. Cause sometimes easily that could become one-sided and somebody's just taking and taking or somebody's not using it, but then they're looking at you some way. 
So it, it can become so many different ways, but it's like being honest, being upfront, calling them out when they're just not doing what they need to be doing and just being there with accountability and honesty. Well, well, and I think it comes back to what Zoe said, like holding accountable who you're around. Because yeah. if you're around people that's on that same mindset, gang girls, just try to run it up that way, then you're going to be, you're going to get consumed by that. So I think yeah. it's really what you consume and who you're around that's going to really push you and push you in that right direction to do better. You know what I'm saying? And, well, and also we're like products of the environment, like how you said. Yeah. Like, right. So like when I was younger, like I had an uncle who was in the street and he went, I couldn't because everybody knew him. So it was like, whatever I would do wrong, people can just go, they knew who to go find. But then also like when I was younger, my mom took me out of Brooklyn for a summer to go to a gentleman's academy. To learn for a second, from, I thought you should say a gentleman's club. I was going to be like, no, okay, well, a gen- break this one really <laughs> no, but it's like it's like a gentleman's academy by black professionals who teach you all these Lit. different things and taught you stuff early. So that way, at like twelve, I had different mindset than when I was here. Because sometimes you do need to be taken out of that early age before mm-hmm. it makes an imprint. Yeah. So that way, when you come back, it's not something that appeals to you. Hundred percent. Which I was going to ask you since you had mentioned you was the hot zoe on the block. Yeah. <laughs> When you decided to make that change, did that have to lead into you leaving that environment you were in? Um, I never, I never. So I left, I left the hood early at sixteen because I went to boarding school. So that attachment and infatuation to the hood left me early. Only, only thing I had to do was get rid of was was the mindset, like change my mindset. So um, I still was there, but I was more comfortable being by myself. Like I didn't have to go outside. And in in parlay and partake, like I could smoke a cigar and read a book, and or call somebody with with, with information that I could bounce off of, or like just seek more like minded people. Like I put that energy out there that I want to learn and want to grow, and I want to be around those people. So that's what the universe started to give me back. So I found myself now in other circles, you know what I'm saying, and not necessarily with that circle. And you gotta pe- you gotta put people in, in position to succeed. So. If you want to be low vibrational, then go that route. You know, we, I mean, you know, we all like sophisticated ratchet, you know what I'm saying? So we're going to, we, we're going to, you know, we're going to go that route. I'm not saying I'm this perfect person, but when it comes to longevity and where I see myself, I know that I have to be in this circle. And and this is the information. These guys calling me, telling me, yo, read this article, read this book, check out this book. Yo, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a send you this book and I'm going to call you in a month, like holding me accountable, see if I read it. So. That started to intrigue me more as I started to change my mindset and my circle. How did you start deciphering which circles were actual safe circles and which ones were the, I got to keep you like this? Energy, you know, energy and just being intentional. And you start to see who's there. um, What does energy mean to you as a black man? How I I think, uh, how I feel around you. Um, how you? I think how you feel about me, how you react to me, how I react to each other, um, and I would say just just overall how life goes. Like when we together, like the chemistry, you know. Mm-hmm. And and if 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 I'm around you and bad things are always happening, then it's probably some kind of disconnect in the energy. But yeah. usually things go smooth. We have great conversation. We trade information. Like that's kind of consistent, you know. And things bad energy don't really come our way. And even if we do, like. We're gonna use our minds to get out of that situation, you know, instead of using violence. I love that. Yeah, situational awareness. Right. Like having that awareness of 
what situations, who can be around, like who you can be around in certain moments and just also like understanding the vibe and the instincts and going with that when you get those feelings of like, mm, something's not right when I'm around this person. Cause sometimes we ignore it. We all ignore it. Mm, like yeah. we get the vibe mm-hmm. that like, yo, this person's not someone I need to be around right. and we ignore it. And then later we're like, this is why I wasn't supposed to be around mm-hmm. you. So having just trusting that instinct and having that trust of like, you know, who needs to be around and who doesn't need to be around. Where do we learn that trust from? Would you say it's coming from self-aware? Like you have to be aware with self first to recognize like myself is so aware of self. I know that yourself isn't safe for myself. It's hard because some of it is like you got to go through it. Like you got to go through it and experience it to know the feeling. And then some of it is just basic instinct. Like if you see someone who just always being talked about like you just always see them doing something that's not right or carrying themselves in a way we all know that vibe of like the way they carry themselves isn't something i want you get it but then sometimes people can hide that Mm. very well and then you don't see it until time plays out sometimes you don't see it because you're optimistic though i've I've always been a very gullible person like until Mm -hmm. like you really really cross the line mm-hmm. i don't cut people off but sometimes mm-hmm. like when you are a genuine hearted person and you come across people that might be going through a struggle you rationalize it as like they're probably upset because of this or something's triggered or something's going on and like you give people grace to like fuck up but at a certain point you have to realize like maybe this is an energy that will change for the better and maybe it's an energy that won't so sometimes yeah. it's not something that you just like automatically know like oh this energy is off like your human nature is gonna be like some mm. something's fucked up, you know. Maybe I can mm. stick around and help work it out with you. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's a fact, for sure. So I want to switch it up really quickly, and do a little quick game. Okay. Okay. Yeah. For the ladies. Hey. Okay. What are three things, three games that you hate that men are playing, oh, pass or me. hate that pass men play? At <laughs> 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 this point. <laughs> Three games as in what? Like things that we are just annoyed that they're doing right now. Okay. Doing right now, still doing. Hmm. I would say one is definitely the communication, not being upfront. Like if you're going through something and you need the space, just tell me so I can just give you the space and I won't feel like I'm doing something wrong. Um Another one. I'm gonna address that when you, after you. After no, you, you can address it while I think about the the next one. <laughs> Go ahead. Now I just feel, based on what you were saying in terms of um, guys. Uh, you said what you said again. Repeat what you just said again. Basically, like ghosting mm-hmm. and not giving a reason for why they're ghosting. Mm-hmm. So then sometimes us as women feel like we're doing something wrong, when it's not necessarily us. Is this them going through something? So insecurity mm-hmm. on the end. That's what it is. Like. I think as a guy, if you ghosting, I think it's either you got an insecurity on your end or you're not financially secure to to, to entertain that relationship or what you're doing. No baby. Or, or you're just not a rom- right mind state. Like you just, mm-hmm. you, you, they're bored. They're not really looking to, for long-term opportunities or goals. So that's when you know, like right there, clip that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like right there, if they're not, if they're not trying to look for long-term, clip that. It's a dub. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's no reason to entertain they- that. They lack emotional intelligence. Yeah. You know, because yeah. you gotta be conscious of, of what you say and, and how it's gonna affect someone. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you're going through something, then you have to be mindful. And you need space, you have to be mindful of 
how the person you're talking to or engaging with or care about is going to feel based off what you say or what you do. You know, so it, it's about being less selfish, you know. And, mm. and being mature. Like, you guys are mature. I'm going to play devil's advocate <laughs> real quick. I'm sorry. I am a recovering ghoster. Oh, damn. Okay. Speak up, speak up. Damn. You got a ghost in the room. Right. I love the repair. Um, as I've gotten older, it's something that I've worked at, like through therapy and through close friends. Um, I grew up with constant with constant abandonment. I lost my mom at a young age. We lost our home. I went from house to house. I lost friends at a really young age. I changed schools. So the only thing I'm accustomed to is just things rapidly changing without any notice. Mm. And as I got older, when I realized like something that worked out with a friend or with a relationship or whatever the case may be, my automatic thing was like, okay, it's time to check out and I'd leave it alone. The only only way, the only reason I even became aware of it is because I remember talking to this guy. He was really, really sweet, so kind. Things are going smooth. And it got scary to me because it's like, yo, like, I don't see like how this is going to crash. Like, I think like this is it. And I kind of just disappeared on him. Like, I panicked and mm. I disappeared. And like two, three years later, he like lives with this girl. They have a house. They're all happy and stuff. And I remember like, like trying to have a regular conversation, like how things been. And he like wrote me like paragraphs on some like I did everything right. I changed who I was. I thought things were going so good. Mm. And then you up and disappeared. And to this day, it fucks me up. I've never had somebody vocalize and address that something that I do off a reaction affecting him. And I had to let him know, like, I apologize. Like, this is not some corny. It's me, not you. But like, Before. you were too good. And I was in a fucked up place. And I was scared that when I have my nasty, dark days, it's not going to do anything but bring you down as a person and ruin it for the next girl. Me not knowing that ghosting actually made it hard for the next girl. Mm -hmm. So I think ghosting is doesn't always have to be immaturity, doesn't always have to be something about insecurities. Like there are some of us who don't know anything but abandonment. And the easiest way mm -hmm. is to leave before you get hurt, before it happens. Um, so I show grace with people that ghost. Like sometimes I guys ghost me and I hit them up like, yo, if things aren't working out between us, just give me like, I'm okay. I'm comfortable being yeah. the one to interrupt that silence of ghosting and see mm. what's up. Like if you was just trying to fuck or you wasn't feeling me, cool. But like, I would like to have the conversation because if something deeper than that, I hope that you, like the universe got your back and got you through this moment that you can heal from having to do that. So that's just mm, my two pieces. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate we, you elaborating. And that as you get older, that was, too, that was a fire. Yeah, yeah, it's like the acknowledgement that you did this action might affect someone else, and you don't want that person to feel that way. Right. But also look within yourself, like, okay, what can I do to help myself so that I won't allow that to happen again? You know what I mean? But you have to. Some people just have to have that. Yeah. knock. like no, Yo, you're true. doing this. Mm -hmm. Like you're actually doing this in a certain right. Yeah. And I was gonna say something like you learn empathy which sometimes we really aren't as men always taught mm -hmm. at, a young, at a young age. No. So when you get to the point of empathy, you can put yourself in that person's shoes like, damn, how would that make me feel? Yeah. And the thing was, I was taught that like at a young age, so I overthink it sometimes. Who taught uh, you empathy? Oh, uh, my mom. So women's touch, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. I, was, yeah. I was raised. But I mean, whatever. My mom was by yeah. herself. She touch. was sick. She took care of me, but she made sure to teach me these things. So she's like, yeah. you need that to treat people right. She said, you always treat a homeless person the same way you treat a billionaire. Like, you treat them as humans first. And sometimes we lose track of that. The art and of humanity. They, yeah, the art of humanity and just having empathy for one another. It's pretty much. What was your other two, though? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we got to give it a mic. Give oh, a mic. She yeah. was like... <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I would just say right now, for me, is 
number one thing is communication. Because I feel like communication falls into trust, honesty, and everything else in between. That's okay. And how yeah. can you be protected if you don't have trust or honesty? Yeah, I'm just that part. <laughs> Math. Phrase the question again. What are three games that either men are playing now or men have played that you're just tired of? Hmm. Um, that whole alpha conversation type shit. I'm, I'm tired of that. Like, I'm West Indian. Every man in my family can cook and build a house and every woman can cook and build a house. Um, so I think people who... I like chivalry. I love chivalry. But um, also respect. Mm. Like, people who think about, like, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that as my woman. All right, so when I match you with that same energy, I don't want the issue. Like, there's always, like, a woman needs to do this, 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 and that. Those aren't the guys that entertain. But mm -hmm. as a whole, can you provide those things for yourself? As a mm. human being, it's simple this to see. You know what I'm saying? If there's a girl you come across, I really hate this. When niggas come across a bad bitch with money, and just because they don't have their money up, they feel some type of way about her success <laughs> and her right progression. <laughs> it's okay. Go go step to the side and work on yourself, but don't try go to belittle the women who are aggressive, who are bossed up, who are vocal, who are strong about their shit. Just man your shit up. Don't tell us hey. to step down. Woman up. But you know Can't what's so like crazy? Us. A lot of the times we're okay with you not being at our level at the beginning. But if we see, no. what I mean is like, if we see you working towards something, mm -hmm. that's okay. You're working towards something. But Actually don't try working. to, right. But don't try to make us feel bad for bossing up and you not doing anything. That's on you, not there's on us. There's men that really aren't bossing up in their, not even a gender, just in their life. And yeah. there's women that are very determined and they feel like, oh, you're too loud. You're too this, you're mm -hmm. too that. I'm sorry that you feel very fragile in that stage, but I'm very comfortable in it. And, and what you say is not going to change it at mm -hmm. all. That's mm -hmm. it. Have your confidence. That's mm -hmm. it. Don't try to knock us. Confidence is key. Confidence it is. Key. It is key. One thing I was taught real early with dating is if you have a list of something or what somebody has to, before you approach somebody, make sure you fit that list. Everything you ask, make sure yep. you can provide. Because yeah. you can't ask for somebody for somebody to do anything you don't, you can't do, you're not capable of doing. If you can't do that for yourself, you can't go out there looking for that. It's not going to be there for you. The universe is not going to put it there for you. My one thing I think for God, just coming from a God's perspective, I think guys may move like that because society, if they get caught up in social media, society may say, oh, like it was a skit of somebody had put this up where God's supposed to make it $400,000 if he, if he's uh, taking care of a woman and a kid. And like, I think sometimes they may hit a God different. Huh? I was like, can I do the one? You carry the one, and one plus one is two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, All right, if you make thirty thousand a year, uh, thirty thousand a month, come out at me. <laughs> I do the cooking and I do the cleaning. Scratch everything I said before. Okay, erase that part. You know what I'm nah, for real though, like I feel like social media enhances what a guy is supposed to do in a relationship. So they, so a guy may feel insecure and feel like, damn. I can't provide X, Y, and Z, and she over here got everything secured. I was talking to some of my ex coworkers at Google, and these girls is like, "Yo, why can't I get a guy da, 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 that 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 appreciates me and for what I'm doing?" 
And I'm like, you may be intimidating them. They look at your resume and look at what you're doing. They may be intimidated that you're working Which at- Which one of y'all said confidence? It goes back to confidence. It does go back to confidence. Because I know guys that don't got that much money, but they're passionate about something. Yeah. And they still want to boost me up and praise mine mm -hmm. while I'm on my journey. They're, they're on their journey. Mm -hmm. I feel good. I'm happy. I'm going to make sure you're good and happy as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's a confidence issue. 100%. Work on that. Yes, work, let's say it. Work on your shit on the side and mm -hmm. don't approach no woman. Because if you want to bring down with your hate and your jealousy, that's that's not working. You you mm -hmm. sending us both up the field. <laughs> no, that's a fact. That's a fact. I agree with you. But it all comes back to confidence. But guys sometimes lack confidence. And when they see a girl that's doing so, is being so successful and they're not measuring up to that, they take a step back like, oh, you know what I'm saying? I just, I just don't need to be in that situation. Because I've been in a situation when I was younger dealing with an older chick and I was, my bread wasn't up to where she was at. And I was like, you know, I wasn't trying to do certain things because I felt like, I didn't meet her level in terms of bread because she was older. But she was fucking with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He chose yeah. you. Guy, the vagina chose you. But as a yeah. guy, you're thinking about the bread. Like, as you, I think in the hood you growing up, it's like, how yeah. much bread are you bringing to the table? Yeah. Are you getting bread? You're blocking your own blessings. Shorty already chose you. Nah, Shorty knew yeah. your status and she chose you. Yeah. So obviously, just be better. I, that's true. I understand that. Just work two up. Plus two. I, I've guys, come to learn. I've come to learn that you guys got to understand it's a team. It's a partnership. Like, it's like, some days I'm not going to be able to drop 20, 30 points today. You're going to have to carry the load That's a fact. and hold me down. But some days you just going to be sick. I got to hold it down and hold down the fort. It's like understanding the give and take and just understand like your team, like we got to work together. It's not like one in front of the other. We're side by side. Like where we meet together, we both bring something very much to this table and we both want to further it and grow it and see where it can be. And a lot of times in society, it feels like you have to be this way or you have to be that way before that. And it's like, no, find people that like you guys match that level. Like we go on the same level. We're going to make that. Yeah. That leads into my last question. Before My next question before I go into the closeout question, um, which I'll throw to you first, though. So for the guys, what are three things that you wish society or women would stop generalizing? Ooh. When it comes to men, and we can say black men specifically. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I love the there. faces. Yeah. I think for me is uh, expectations. Oh. And um, I feel like whatever your expectations are of anybody, you know, you should you should match those expectations. So I feel we, we can't, every man is running his own race. You know, we all, like in, in baseball, like I played in the pros, but I was a late bloomer. So you may not have picked me at a certain point in my life, but you may pick me later on. So whatever your expectations are of a man needs to be what fits that man. You can't generalize it so, you know, because we all gonna bloom at different points. Okay. You know what I'm saying like, like you worked at Google, right? Mm -hmm. So whoever dealt with you before that may not have saw that in you, right? So if he's working towards his potential, then pray for him and, and work with him. But those expectations need to match on both ends. Okay, that was fire. Yeah, no, that was that was that was. Right. Right. It's gonna be hard to follow that one up. You, <laughs> you got that? Okay. Okay. Oh, you got two more? Yeah, I'm not. You like my expectations? Okay, don't have three. Take that away. Repeat the question one more time. 
what are one or three things okay. that you want women to stop generalizing or society to stop generalizing around black men? Mm. So I would guess one thing is, okay, for most of us, we don't know how to communicate it at first. We don't know what these feelings are. As like, like kids in this society, we are not taught other feelings except happy, sad, but you gotta go do it. That's right. it. So we aren't taught what it is to feel just defeated confident wise. We aren't taught how to handle that and recover. We aren't taught how to deal with emotions of grief or trauma. We don't know co proper coping mechanisms. That's why we land in vices. So it's like, we're trying to figure this out and we honestly, might not know what the fuck is going on. Like sometimes some people don't know they're depressed until you show them mm -hmm. you're depressed. Right. Like when I get to my depression stage, I get so into this hustle and work. I gotta go, I gotta go until I stop. And I'm like, wait, everything's chaos. I've been just so into my cycle of working. So sometimes we really don't know. But then also we like, a lot of us sometimes are unconventional how we express vulnerability at first. Like some things may seem like weird, but it's like we're trying to open up. But it, again, since we're not taught, we're like still figuring it out awkwardly. Like I'm someone I tell people very much upfront. Understand if I show you artwork before anyone else sees it, like in the early phases, it's, it's a level of trust I want to build. I'm opening myself to like flaws before everyone else sees it. So sometimes it's like, we're very, we're, it's gonna be weird with us opening that door. And I don't know. I, I think this is just in general, not just women, but there's a, there's a like superpower with vulnerability. There's a level of like power with that. And we just in general need to stop looking at vulnerability as it's weird or, you know, what is masculinity? It's the opposite of weakness, yeah. it's pure strength. Like it's to, be, to be honest Facts. and say like, today I did not want to live, but I am here to do this and express it. It takes a lot and it helps that person and they just need the right tribe and like circle to like feed that. So that way they can keep growing and getting stronger. From can I add one thing? I think it also goes back to as children, when little girls cry or they say something, they're coddled. When boys cry, you have to man up, don't show emotion. Mm -hmm. So we have to stop a cycle of stifling little boys' voices and concerns when because then they grow up to be men who hold it in. You tell them don't cry, hold it in. That's just poison. So we have to like make sure as we move forward and have children that we allow little black boys specifically to be vulnerable and to cry and open up and listen to them. And women. And little women. girls. Yeah. And little girls. I was going to say, especially black girls. listening to children. Because I work with children. And so often it's like, oh, Missy Mo, my mom did listen to me this morning. I had a bad morning. I'm like, so tell me about your morning. Because I see their mom walking them into school. They have their iPad and they're not even listening to them or even having a conversation. All kids want to do is be heard. And that turns into adults wanting to be heard too. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> no, because um, lately I've been doing murals with like schools and working with kids in schools and being like our teacher and teaching them about expression and everything of that nature. And you see it like mm -hmm. at 12, 13, where most of us develop these traits, these kids either you can see when they're stifled down and they just internalize issues. And then you can see when they know how to express like one kid saw a shooting in the school year, like of someone in his neighborhood get shot. Mm -hmm. But he couldn't talk to me about it. But then another boy saw it, but he 
came, Mr. Kadeem, this happened, that happened. And I've been feeling this way. So I've been doing this way to get through it. And it's me just kind of like reinforcing like, yeah, however you need to handle it and do. But it's like, we have to start young yeah. to fix it. Yeah. I mean, shit, y'all done said it all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, nah, nah, just to piggyback on what y'all said, like it does, it's a it's a foundation. It is starts when you're young. Cause I know things that have carried with me as an adult man from when I was younger. So like goes back to communication. Like um, I think assumption is always is is big in our in our culture. Like assuming that because I keep a smile on my face uh-huh. and I'm and I'm and I'm still putting out work, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? So I think women checking in and men checking in on a woman to make sure that they're actually good. Like I think check-ins is big because we could assume because of this this uh, this illusion on social of social media and the way we carry ourselves, we we give off that assumption that we're good. But I think if people check in and on each other, I think it'll do better for everybody. And I think I think once we get a, once we get past that assumption part, I think. Transparency be a lot better and communication be a lot better because I have trouble communicating when I'm down. So I just I'm a person that just shuts off. I'm like, you know what? I'm just be quiet. I'm gonna just get over this. I'm gonna put in the work and things is gonna fall into place the way they're supposed to. And I think that's how men, black men, are growing up because, like you said, you fall on the playground, get your ass up, you know, wipe that off. You a man, you ain't gonna cry about this, you know. So I think that's the way we take that till the day we die as men, and we don't ever get that time to like express how we feel to be vulnerable and let people know like, yo, I'm actually not okay right now. Like I can't, I don't feel like doing this today. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's what it comes back to. So to close out, we're gonna go around the circle. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> Dia, how are you going to protect yourself as a black woman? Um, for, If you asked me that question last year, probably different, but right now, um, me owning it into my vulnerability. Um, within the past two years, I had to learn to not be as so hard. Like my best friend and I have been best friends for like 17, 18 years. And she has seen me cry two times in our entire time. Um, one was her mother's funeral. And then one was recently, um, cause I was diagnosed with, um, ADHD. And um, it kind of like made me feel better to know like my impulses and all this stuff was too much. And um, for Christmas, she gave me like a whole kit, like a sewing thing, a puzzle, things that paint, like just like little consideration things for me to like, you know, take up the overthinking space. And um, that was the second time I ever cried around her because like I'm learning it's okay to be vulnerable. Um, And because I am more vulnerable now, I can set up boundaries. I can hold people accountable. I can say no without explaining myself. Um, So Mm. protection for me is understanding what really affects my core, my heart, and my mental, and being able to vocalize to people, no. And it doesn't matter who it is, how long I know them, how I feel. I'm vulnerable. I know my weaknesses. I know my strengths. And I'm okay walking away from what's not fitting for me no matter how much I want it. So that's how I protect myself for now. Love it. Love it. Where we going? Actually. You go Zoe. Yeah. Um how are you going to protect yourself so you can also protect black black women? Uh, I think just to continue to be in tune. Um, not be afraid to ask questions. Um, 
not be afraid to say I don't know and and just be consistent, you know, find a way to help you, like in any which way I can. And that may be you from close, from afar, from a text, from a call, see you. I think maybe giving my time a little more now because I'm so like laser focused all the time. So just physically seeing people, physically seeing and checking in with the people I care about and um, holding myself accountable to that. So I think the the more consistent I am in, in actually doing the work, you know what I'm saying? And not just, um, sometimes you, you could give someone the way and sometimes you got to show them the way. So it's like finding what you need and, and asking and, and finding a way to maneuver through that without just being like, yo, just do this. And, and but also, you know, being consistent, like, yo, like, you all right? Wednesday, feeling any better? Like, you know, like not just, or I, I did my part, I'm gonna just move on, you know, like. The follow-up. Follow the follow-up is, follow -up is, is very Check-ins is key. Check-ins yeah. is key. Yeah, yeah. Like brother said, yeah. Simo? Um, listening to my inner voice the first time. Mm. Mm. No, girl. <laughs> Should I say that again? Listening to my inner voice the first time and not second-guessing myself and that sometimes I don't have to ask someone for their opinion on what I should do. I should just do it for myself. Because that's protecting myself and my own inner peace. Fire. Black women, as she said. Fire, fire. I think just like even with the check-ins, just, you know, just sending people texts because you just want to. Because right. you just love them. Because they just come to your mind. Right. It's being like, hey, you know, I just wanted to check up on you, see if you're good. But if you're not okay, it's okay. You know, you can contact me whenever you want to. There's no problem. Because we don't know what other people go through. Yeah. And sometimes you might catch somebody when they're in a really down cycle and they might not want to communicate. And you just let them know, like, even if you don't want to, there's no harm, no foul. Um, I think for yourself is just self-reflection is big. Taking time to, like, self-reflect and look at ourselves. Because we get so caught up, you know, bills, responsibilities, just living life. A year now feels like three, four months. It don't even feel like how a full year used to. So it's like sometimes it's moving by and it's so fleeting. You never know when you get to say that to someone and they appreciate it. So it's like letting them know, like, hey, you're just on my mind. Just let them know, like, look, life, I can understand life for you might be in a weird place. Don't feel like you got to. Just know I love you. You're not alone. But also, like, even, like, if you call people, let's be like, are you in a good mental space before we talk? Cause I don't want to stress you out or make you feel like you need yeah, to show up for me. And a lot of people do like, they don't, they be empty and they be like, all right, I'll try to fill your cup today while I'm on E and it gets nowhere. Right. So it's like, and also be honest with some people, like have certain people that you can be like, yo, I'm here. Like I'm down. I'm in the, I hit rock bottom. Like help. Like just, I need somebody to talk to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm still upset you ain't mentioned your paintings back there, bro. Like, I've been looking at oh. these things. <laughs> we got them been going. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just we gonna bring... come back to that. We yeah. gonna come back to that. He's gonna have his moment. All right, my fool, my fool, bro. Um... <laughs> you still the show? Look. Black men? Black men? Black men? I was like, yo, I know we're not about to end the show and shit. You know what I'm saying? Nah, nah. My fool, my fool. Um, uh, you finished? Finish? Yeah, fine. I'm finished. All right, my fool. I ain't mean to crush you. Nah, you good. Um, for me, uh, I love what y'all been talking about. Like, I got to check myself into therapy, I think. Like, I think that's important. 
to really bring light, to bring to light the things that I may be internally dealing with to make me a better person, to protect my black women out here, you know? So I think number one is do therapy, go to therapy, you know what I'm saying? Internalize what's, what I may be feeling or what I may be thinking. And then two, once I go to therapy, start to continue to give my ladies the game on what's going on out here so they can protect themselves. And, and yeah, that's my goal. Like, you know, just to better myself and protect the women out here because I think Dame Dash said it. I, you know, I don't really like calling Dame Dash too much, but like, he said Dash something too. great. He said women, is, oh, women are gods. You know what I'm saying? They're the only creatures on this earth that can create life, you know, create human beings. So we got to protect our women out here. You know, if you don't protect our women, society could really go to shit. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's very important to protect our women, Even. give them game, <laughs> let them know what's up in these streets. Cause, and we got to change the narrative. You know, we can't continue to move like how our culture is brought up to move like, oh, we gotta be with five different girls. We gotta have a top ten roster. You know what I'm saying? We gotta yeah. change that. I'm we very limited. Very lackluster. We gotta keep giving lackluster. We gotta change that narrative up, and I think it's important. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So once we change that narrative and we we put our put our minds to things that are really gonna a long term affect us in the best way possible, I think I think we'll be going in the right direction. So that's what I look forward to. Y'all ain't asked me, but I'm gonna answer anyway. Um, nah, you know, you the, you the host, you gonna go next regardless. You guys are gonna let you get off this question. Well, one of my answers is paying close attention to my garden. So ensuring that I'm nurturing my own seeds and the seeds that I wanna see grow and the seeds that want to grow and removing the weeds as soon as I see them popping up. And with that, I also want to give the flowers while everyone is still here to be able to share in those moments because I've also lost a lot of, we've, everyone here has suffered extreme losses. And the reason why we feel the effect of those losses is because of the love and the impact that those losses have given to us. And you were one of the people who had said that to me, Dia, when I was struggling with trying to understand a loss that I had in the 17 years of effect that it's had on me. So with that, um, it's funny that you had mentioned about his paintings. I wanted to give everyone in the room flowers as to why I asked you here today. And this is how I want to conclude with you guys doing your social plugs so you can tell everyone mm -hmm. where you are and what you have working on so everyone has their own moment of shine because you all shine to me. So Zoe, the reason why I asked you here, even though this is only our second or third time meeting in person, right, right. you are someone who is so dedicated, so resilient to your cause and is talked about in such positive light. Like I haven't met anyone in the studio, outside the studio has anything negative to say and to see what you're doing with your projects and like the why behind them is just so beautiful. It inspires me to continue going. Anytime you send me a DM, not gonna lie, sometimes I'm like, how many episodes is this man gonna record? Like I haven't seen the studio in months, like leave me alone. So yeah. with that, let the people know where they can find you and what you work on and the beautiful project that you created. Yeah, so I'm Lorenzo Bernardes Jr. Everybody calls me Zoe. Um, I host Conversation with Zoe podcast. Um, that's our Instagram. You can find us on YouTube, um, Apple, Spotify, all of that. And then uh, my, my pride and joy, Slice of Excellence, uh, is my nonprofit where we trade report cards for pizza. Uh, we host monthly attendance parties at schools all over the city for perfect attendance. And quarterly, we do pizza parties for report cards. So, so um Donate and support Slice of Excellence. That's beautiful. You got to tap in. I got something to show people. 
Simone. That's me. Uh, one of my favorite people to check me in my messages. <laughs> the wordsmith of the house. You inspire me by the way that you're able to always remember who you are and what you are in all settings and the way that you enforce that in everyone. Like know yourself and remember your worth. It is very beautiful and it's very empowering to be around you. And with that, let the people know where they can find you and all of the things that you are working on. So you can find me at Yes Moan Writes. And my website is simonekelly.com. I'm a writer. Books, films, and all that jazz. A little something, something. <laughs> Fellas, if you think you're going to slide in her DMs and she's not going to write you the filth if you try some shit. <laughs> right, about them. Uh, <laughs> that part. Well, Jared goes to the beans. So, just let everyone know. Well, he's wearing flowers. Correct. Head to toe. I didn't want I you to know the whole thing. You're a great artist, bro. My fault. I appreciate you know it. I'm, I'm, I ruined the surprise. I'm sorry. Bro. I actually did a big boo boo, and that's on me. Um, I meant to bring a portrait that you actually painted for oh, me. Right. So, I do have to show that at the end of this. We'll do a clip of it. Um, during the Black Lives Matter protest, you captured a beautiful way me standing on top of my vehicle as one of the frontline protesters and with that and the reason why I wanted you to bring the beautiful portraits of the beautiful women that you've painted before for a black man it's beautiful to see the way that you literally can just appreciate black women for just being creatures of women <laughs> the divine feminine energy just appreciating those around you just being able to be so truthful, so vulnerable, and actually being aware and in tune to like the signs when people are actually at their weakest. Yeah. Like that's usually when you show and you shine like the most and those moments are so deeply appreciated. Um, and just for like one specific thing, I remember I tweeted something and yeah, it was kind of like cryptic, but it was a serious tweet. And you were one of the few people who caught it and just sent it in my text message like, hey, saw this, what's going on? Like, no mm -hmm. sugar coating, no nothing. Like, bitch, what the fuck is up? This sounds crazy. Like, you are not okay. What is going on? Like, just the fact that you were able to, like, read in between those lines that we mask is a beautiful gift. So, with that, <laughs> the flowers. Perfect. With the outfit. <laughs> uh, my name is Kadeem Phillip. You can find me on Instagram at Life of Dean uh, right now. I'm working with a nonprofit, and what we do is we go to schools, we teach art programs, and then we do murals with the kids on the school. So then the school has a beautiful mural. The kids' ideas are the murals, and they paint it themselves. I just really do the other work to just make it solidified and pretty. Um, but I'll be doing that all around the city this next, probably all the way till September. Um, right now, I have three in Queens, and I'll probably be doing like three, two to three more in Brooklyn. But um, this collection was called Colors. And Colors was a appreciation of women, uh, women in my life that have been, if you know, by society you call them color women, but whatever. I call them black women, Latin women, Afro, Latin women, just amazing women, period, in my life. And uh, it's, it's like a, a hidden conversation between me and them. And each one has gotten it when they see it because they understand the communication. And these are like friends, some are colleagues, some are just people like from art shows that like, we, it's not like we best friends, but I just appreciate you because you taught something about me from me just seeing how you went about expressing and doing your artwork. And some of these are like people that are like sisters to me. And uh, I also did my mother and you know, it was just my appreciation to her as well, being my first art teacher. 
And she was the first person telling me you could be whatever you want to. And uh, also appreciates to my aunt who like really sparked it in a very deep thing that happened in my family when my uncle passed away. So yeah. Still, mm -hmm. still. Beautiful. Damn, how do I follow that? Oh, wait, you than me. Um, <laughs> before you go, the reason why I asked you here is we also work together at a tech company. And what's interesting okay. is the first time you and I connected, we did a walk around the city. And the second time we connected, we did a walk around the city. And to be able to walk around the city and just have open dialogue with like, another male who's not that close to you and still feel safe and protected. Like I noticed like the little habits you did and even just in the conversations, I was having vulnerable conversations. <laughs> we ran into an interesting situation oh. and I was able to tell you like my ratchet tea afterwards and not feel judged was like a dope experience, especially moving into a business relationship because now it's opening that portal of trusting my instincts, trusting my energy. My first energy says, oh, you've done this before. You're familiar and it felt safe. You can do this again. So moving forward, we're building that foundation. So with that, let the people know who you are, what you do, what you're working on. All right, first of all, I want to say thanks for Kat for bringing this platform together and bringing like-minded individuals together. Like, this is dope, like, to be in this room and talk amongst each other and, and talk about protecting Black women. So really appreciate you, Kat. Um, second, um, I'm Jared. Y'all can follow me on, on Instagram, Prominent Job. Um, I'm a film producer. Uh, outside of film, I do have a clothing brand that's focused on uh, traveling. Um, I have like a little sample on right now. And outside of that, um, my, me and my brother started a non-for-profit. It's called a Passport Program, which we're giving kids from teens and young adults opportunities to travel uh, to Europe or other parts of the world. Um, we'll be able to supply them with passports and take them on trips and hopefully in the summertime. So we're just trying to open the doors um, for the younger generation to see the world outside of the block. You know what I'm saying? Like coming from the hood, you only see one, you only see that block in your area. So I think it's important to start from the youth and bring them outside the country and see like what else is out there. So stay tuned for that. That's called Sad Traveler, so y'all can find us there. And like I said, I appreciate you again, Kat. Dia. <laughs> uh, okay, so there's, for many of y'all, there's many things I can say, but for Dia and especially for this episode, I feel like you've been really stepping. It's interesting being on the other side. It's interesting being a lot of your friends because you get to see the beauty of the vulnerability. And it's also like, how do y'all not see like how powerful and badass that y'all are on the outside? So when you see that vulnerable side, it just fuels more into the strength of how you guys move in the world. And what I love about you is being a part of this side of your journey because it's interesting and beautiful at the same time to see what you don't see and always be able to remind you of what everyone else sees and see the changes happen. Like see you start stepping into that light and acknowledging all the shit that you have done and like the ways that many women look up to you and like constantly reminding you like, no, 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 no. We look into you for the blueprint. No pressure, but like you've got the blueprint, sis. It's, it's cool. Like, let me just give you that reinforcement reminder. And it's beautiful to see such strong, powerful women need a beautiful reminder because it's, it sometimes goes unnoticed. And then they think that we're just accustomed to it. And it's like, as you move further along, the more you start being doubtful because who else are you looking to for guidance? we lose and we don't have that aspect of guidance. So we're kind of making it up as we go along. So to see y'all making the right decisions for us to be like, okay, so I whatever I did, that wasn't it. Let me, <laughs> shit, can you tell me what you did on, what was question number 32? Um, so with that, 
let the people know where they can find you, where you are, and what you're working on, because it's always a lot. Um, I'm Dia Pierre on Instagram, the Dia Pierre. I am a mixologist. Overall, I'm a creative. I'm very passionate about things, and I'm very big on, um, you know, you must teach what is taught. Um, so I grew up in a Caribbean background, so I specialize in a lot of, like, syrups and liqueurs from scratch with fresh herbs and fruits. I want people to understand like it's more to like spirits and wine than just getting lit. Like you can really have a whole liquid experience. I could quench your sober. Follow <laughs> me. Um, and I'm now working on a mixology online course for people to like own in with fresh herbs and veggies and fruits and um, just be more health conscious. So I'm a bartender that's very health conscious. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, um, conclude this new <laughs> format. Hopefully it lands. If it doesn't, I don't care. Y'all paying for this? Nah, so. Y'all do need to holler at me. As always, please tune in and engage with us at Black Men Cry 2, two O's, T-O-O. And that's a wrap, y'all. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That was fun. Thanks, y'all. That was mad fun. That was mad fun. Okay, if you hated it, you can always tell me it's fine. No, no, no. <laughs> this is why it's already I just, know, I just know you. Remember we said safe always... space communication? Yeah. We said it was great. It was great. <laughs> it was great. It was Take great. it the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Listen the first time. First time. Uh, got it. Got it. No, you did your thing. It was a very great setup. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think, I think the audience is going to love it. Yeah, I leave Want you got? I know Simone's is like um three minutes. I can respond to you. Nah, I'm really a bartender. I be going to the gym like five days out the week. That's ridiculous, yo. <laughs> yeah, they say like alcohol brings the most. No, you've been doing great though. Yo, listen, listen, I got the hangover cure. Just make sure you keep some fresh fresh beets in your crib and some celery. Listen, you be out drink a whole bottle, honey, be fine. Hey, hey, Algie, follow all y'all. Shout info. Which chair do you want to use? That one. Oh, gotcha. Oh, I'm going to be here. Okay. Make sure everybody stares at you. Look here, like I said, the star don't ever gotta get ready.
I'm like, we oh, are. <laughs> Part two. Everybody come back. Everybody come back. <laughs> we are not done. Bring it back from the top. Right? <laughs> so everything we said, scratch that. <laughs> <laughs> Use your inside voice. <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> okay, should I just look at the camera? I am not your home. You think you can go and come as you please, leave things and feelings here, and then disappear like nothing? I am no longer accepting bare minimum. I do not allow situationships or confusion at my doorstep. I am healing. I don't have enough tissues for your issues, but I heard next door has a basket of tricks and treats for all your troubles. Go knock. You can't leave your toothbrush here when your mouth is full of secrets and lies, confusing your own mind. Those smoky mirrors need more than just Windex. You can't see yourself clearly. How do you survive? You aren't tired? Just like your dirty laundry, still in the same cycle. I used to keep my arms open, use myself as a blanket for you. I know, I know in the past I left my door open. Nightcaps turned into satisfying your sweet tooth with my slice of pie. But now I am not your home. I once loved solving your problems, making you feel better, while I was left with nothing. You made me think what I ordered couldn't be delivered, that I wasn't worth it, telling me I'm too much. Well, baby, you are welcome at my table. You can't sit with me. My shadow won't even look at you. My ears won't even listen to you speak. Since you like to drag your baggage, since healing isn't in your vocabulary, you are welcomed in my space. Don't ask for a plate. My leftovers, you aren't allowed to taste or take. There are no spare keys left under the mat for you because I am no longer your home and my door is officially locked. Let's go! I was trying so hard not to laugh, but I saw y'all too late. I said, yo.
want to jump in and do that, we'll do one of the questions. Instead of doing 15 minutes, I will do a Q&A answer. Okay. Get your rant off. You know, you guys get a rant off. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Run his booty now. We're gonna just do the fill in the blank portion, but I'm so tired of black men blanking. So I'll say that to you, and then you'll just be like, "Oh, I mean, my my response ain't even spicy for that one." Um, what's your spiciest response? I gotta be spicy. Oh. Wait, so you asked me my fill in the blank and what else? Wait, what? It's time to call bullshit. On like what? In dating, like the, and choosing black men, it's time to call bullshit. Like saying this, saying that, it's bullshit. I'm trying to think how to like. Saying this, saying that, what? Calling bullshit on dating shit? Or calling bullshit on, calling bullshit on black men. It's time to call out bullshit. Like there's bullshit we see within black men. Like okay. tired of. Okay. That you see all the time. Yeah, see. Ooh, or. What if we do like a, she makes a statement, like a quote of something you've heard from a black man and then be like, bullshit, and there's another quote, like. Okay. Do that. Do that one? Yeah. Okay. I got one. Oh! Oh! Okay. Did I go? All right. Growing up, I've always heard over and over and over and over again, the light-skinned ones are easier to break. Let me tell you something right now, Okay. I'm from Flatbush, Brooklyn. That's a little Caribbean. My family's from Grenadian descent. You call me exotic, you call me light-skinned. I am black. Whatever your definition of the worst black woman there is out there, I am her, okay? I'm not gonna be light-skinned. I'm quiet about dark skin. No, I am black. Doesn't matter my hue. So if you think black bitches is ghetto, I'm ghetto. You think black bitches is loud, I'm fucking loud. Whatever negative, you, whatever negative thing you think about us, I'm all of that. So let me tell you, if you're trying to pursue me, and you got anything negative to say about your mama, about some dark-skinned girl, about girls shaking their ass, about Meg the Stallion, about anything like that, you're not for me. We have to support each other as black people. Y'all need us, and we need y'all. So stop the colorist shit. Stop the interracial dating is better. We need each other. I need a black man to heal with, just like you need a black woman to heal with. So we have to give each other a lot more grace. But just a reminder, if you don't like dark skinned bitches, you don't like me either. That's it. That's all. And that's God! Eat them up, baby. 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 Eat them up, baby.
I had a call. 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 I had a